Welcome to Let's Talk. Where ordinary people are doing extraordinary things. We are live and interactive. With education. Spoken word. Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope, as well as our other streaming channels. Uh, let me put Mika back up in this corner here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why no. do I do? I was like, you don't put me in the corner already? Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just messing with Mika. I think it just looks uh, better. It looks better that the two stars are up front. But um, tonight, tonight, um, as part of our uh, Women's Month. Trying to just highlight some women in our community who are doing doing some things. Uh, we have two recurring guests. Most of most of my audience knows Dre. They know who she is. She's been along for the ride. You know, that's been that's been my partner in crime. But <laughs> yes, but, she but, has. But what, but what they don't know about Dre is I have had to share her. With this other young lady up there. Um, wait, wait, wait! I knew her before you. So. Th this no. is true. This is true. So Mika should be mad at me about sharing Dre with me. So yes. Mika, Mika was on the show before, and they um, both came on the show to explain a project that they've been working together with, and they're back to explain the project again and talk more in depth about what they've been doing because I know they basically both been turning it up. Um, it's interesting, these two young ladies, um, and they'll, they'll explain their relationship. This is why I titled it Sister, 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 um, to, to basically explain that um, not that uh, you are close with somebody and you do exactly the same thing that they do, but you kind of like got to be on the same spiritual plane. Mm -hmm. um, I know that both of them uh, take 
social media fast and hiatuses to get the mental the mental to mm -hmm. recalibrate. Um, yes. So yes. It's, it's almost like they are actually thinking with one brain because I'm quite <laughs> I'm, scary. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm quite sure. Um, you know. Uh, the they they don't even have to uh, finish they finish each other's sentences quite often, and one of the things the last the last time they were mm -hmm. on the show, uh, I think they had both went to go see uh, Doctor Yusef Hawkins, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I came up for your birthday. Yeah, I yeah, have a very right. I have a very good memory. I don't okay. forget too much stuff. <laughs> Wow, I forgot about so, that. <laughs> Mika, Mika, Drea, Drea, Drea is the star. I She's, see, I see. Drea, Drea, you know, she got her own podcast, <laughs> which which lately she's been doing her videos, mm -hmm. which is which is good because the uh, the world needs more brown girl Boston. They really do. They really do. <laughs> so Mika, Mika, I'm going to get you to talk because you were shy last time. Yes, exactly. And I kind of let you talk. off the hook. Oh, and Drea told, Drea told me, Drea told me, she said, yeah, she ain't going to talk because she don't know you that well yet. That's so true. Why are you telling my business, though? So, <laughs> I mean, yay. So, that is true. I'm very shy until I really get to know a person. I kind of observe and get to know you before I open up. So, so Drea, um, I mean, Mika, yes. explain, explain to the <laughs> audience um, you and Drea's sisterhood. Oh, wow. Oh, goodness. I think we talk, not if it's not by phone, it's email. No, you got to explain the origin. Oh, the yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, she, I met her. She hosted a hair workshop in Providence, Rhode Island, um, which is very rare because there's only so many black folks up in Rhode Island. So when we have those little natural hair events, we all flock to it. Um, so I went to her first workshop, um, and then I just approached her, like, and introduced myself, and I was like, hey, I'm from Boston, I grew up in Boston, I went to John D. O'Brien, she's like, me too, and then we kind of found out that we both went to the same high school a year or two apart, mm -hmm. um, and then, like, we just connected from there, she joined the organization I was part of, and we just click immediately that we both found out our families both live in the same area of, of Alabama where Dre is at now. Um, yeah, it's just one of those weird, like, God moments. It's like, hey, you both need to connect. And we've been close ever since. Yeah. She's been that type of person I can count on 100%, the good, the bad, the ugly, she's there. And um, yeah, and we just, we literally taught like maybe DM, <laughs> text, it's always something between us. And like, <laughs> it's scary. We're like, if people really saw our conversations, they would probably be a little scared. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just weird how, like I was born in Georgia and I moved to Boston, whereas she was born in Boston and she moved down South for college. Mm -hmm. Um, so our roots connected there. And then my stepfather's side of the family lives in part of the Alabama that she does mm -hmm. and where her family's from. And just, yeah. Right. It's just kind Amazing. of fake. Yeah. So so we all know that Drea, um, those in the chat that may just be new to the show, but we know that Drea is a Tuskegee girl. Correct. Tell, tell us a little bit about your educational background. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, so I went to a predominantly white college. Um, so I went to Johnson Wells University. Well, uh, did you tell me that yeah. before? I don't know. Maybe. Mm -mm, you I didn't tell you me that before? No. no. I think you might have no. told me about Johnson Wells because I, I know that from culinary school. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, so for those in the chat, Johnson and Wells outside of American Culinary Institute is probably the best culinary school in the in the in the world. I mean, yeah. uh, Johnson and Wells, <laughs> those chefs, those chefs that come out of there, if, whether it's in the pastry department or the um, I forget the other part of the chef days. Anybody that comes out of that school, yeah. hospitality. Mm -hmm. Anybody that graduated Johnson and Wells um, in Rhode Island is a very, very, very well, popular chef school. <laughs> I went to the business side. Okay. <laughs> How did that work? Um, yeah, but Johnson Wells was actually originally founded as a business school by three women, and then um, culinary kind of took over. Mm -hmm. um, but it was originally a business school from birth, and then as it developed, it became more known for its culinary hospitality um, role. Um, so I went to Johnson Wells for my um, business management, then I took two years off and went back for my master's in organizational leadership. And so, yeah, so Drea, I'm all down for like HBCUs, but I was, I ended up going the opposite way, which is okay. Um, but yeah. It was so, you, so you two young ladies are in that mm -hmm. category of are women of color with master's degrees. The, uh, oh, black women. That, yes. The black, yeah. Yes, but, we Dre, are. Dre, 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 I apologize for that. Black women. <laughs> You saw her black, face, black, right? Yeah, she she gave me a look like you at all people. <laughs> um, because we don't yeah. like we don't for those in the chat, we don't like to be considered people of color. We just be called us who we are. We're black people. Right. Um and yeah. putting us in a category, it's like uh back in the fifties when they said the coloreds. You just oh, switched the word yeah. around. So yeah. so excuse me for that. Uh I know this is not the type of show, but you know, so you yeah. two got you two you two young ladies fit the category of our black women with masters. Mm -hmm. And it's also funny because like I went any student debt. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Come on now. <laughs> Joe Biden need to pay our yeah. debt. Or you know, black women were the highly educated and it's the most underpaid. Yes. So, it would come on along that too. I don't. I don't think. Hey, go this guy with this horn again outside. This guy's <laughs> been playing on the horn outside my house. And excuse me in the chat. I I really don't like to have uh, what I would consider <laughs> ghetto streams. Yeah, I have to excuse me because tonight just been laying on the horn. This guy's acting like we in the in the early eighties when people laid on horns. Just <laughs> if they don't come outside, go. Our episode. Yeah. I know. I know. So, so, so you guys are basically hoping that um, President Biden cancels the student debt. Somebody, yes, yes. Come on now. Come on. That's not even a question. No, I don't. I don't have. I don't have a problem with the student debt. I, honestly, <laughs> I, I speak about it. I speak about it a lot. I just think that the student debt has been i don't want people to think that the student debt is going to change the wealth gap me andrea speaks about oh, no, that i just not. think the student gap i just think the student gaps need i mean the the, the student loans need to be it's a racket it's a hustle yeah. it's, it's it is. you know but um 
Yeah, my friend said the horn is hilarious. Yeah, it is hilarious because I'm pissed <laughs> off. It started before the before the stream and it's still going on. Exactly. Laying on the horn like he's crazy. <laughs> so, I know, so, but it's also funny. I was just thinking how Dre and I also connected. I went through an internship program called Enrolls my sophomore from sophomore to senior year. And Dre ended up working for Enrolls uh -huh. not too long ago. Yeah, so it's so weird how we really connected. Yeah, so how, yeah. we're sync together. So this is like yeah. a, a okay. forever thing. We're going to play wordplay now. <laughs> look, look at Dre. Dre looking at me like, what? You ain't tell me this one. <laughs> Who the most thoughtful? Shamika. Yeah, I that I am. Most spontaneous. Dre, yeah. Uh huh. The one who's liable to say anything. Mm. Oh, Depending boy. on the situation. Depending <laughs> on the situation. Uh, if, it, if it's DM wise, it's Shamika. The, yeah. one, the, the one who always got the jokes. Oh, that's me. <laughs> so now let's let's just you know I don't want people to think that I just got the I don't want people to think I just got got these two young ladies, my friends, on for happy hour. But uh, but they they heard me say something before the uh, the show started. I said a word, and it, I think I kind of like made them both laugh because both of no neither one of them ever heard me talk like that. Definitely Shamika and and Andrea probably was like, he said that. <laughs> um, someone in the chat. I hope you didn't say it will help redistribute energy focus. Absolutely won't. The uh. The student loan will do one thing. Oh, if they cancel okay. the student loan, it'll just be canceled and a bunch of people won't owe. But other than other than that, it will do exactly what its purpose is to do. It will it will help people get out of debt. Mm -hmm. Um but anyway, let's talk about this project you guys been working on. It's been like mm -hmm. a little over a year, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A year and a half going on two years. Correct. Wow. So ex explain it, uh, Dre. I'll let I, Dre, Dre. I'll let you get in this now. I, you know, okay. I'll let you. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Shimmy and I started the Carreras project about a year and a half ago, like pre-COVID, and we were just like, "Hey, we should do a project and join forces because we're both coaches too, right?" Um, Shamika's on the career side. I'm more on like the professional, personal side, but I can dabble into career. But that's Shamika's. That's her her career um, <laughs> thing over there. So, you know, we was like, hey, let's do this for, you know, black women. Because as Shemika had mentioned, you know, we're even though we're most educated, but sometimes we don't know how to channel our skills and our strengths. And, you know, um, and we're not happy in the positions that we're in. So we decided, hey, let's start transitioning women um, to be successful in their own right, because we are both successful in our own right, even though we're different people. Um, but it took, you know, work and also encouragement and support. So that's how we started the Careers Project. Um, and when COVID hit, it was like, all right, you know, remember how businesses were shutting down, mm -hmm. um, people's jobs were shutting down. So we said, let's offer, you know, a cohort. So we had our first cohort. When should we go? Like March, April? March. Mm, we start recruiting in March. So probably like April. Right. Yeah. So like April. So we had about um, eight women. Like six to eight women, because we also mm -hmm. want to be small too, because we know how working with sisters are. Sometimes we like sis, somebody will monopolize the whole thing, and then we like, 
we're not gonna be here all night. So we started, we do six weeks. And so we had our first cohort and then like we had our spring, our summer cohort. So um, that was just to help and just pretty much have like that social impact of giving back for COVID because we know that's a struggle. We have women of all type of backgrounds, different um, stories, um, different places. And we have some success stories that happened with the Careers Project. Um, You know, we have one young lady who, you know, have relocated. She was like globally. She was literally yeah. in another country. And she came back to the States and didn't have any support. And, um, you know, she was referred to us by somebody. And so, I mean, now sis is like about to go to grad school. I mean, yes. job back, um, you know, have apartment, a yeah. apartment. And now she's um, got admittance to grad school because we worked with her. So, you know, we see like the success stories. I'm trying to think who else. Um, we have a lot um, of success stories. Who else? Yeah, and a lot of the women. Um, I think it was that, um, like not what well, lack like of confidence. You know, like mm. just rebuilding their confidence and believing in themselves again was huge. Um, we went from like talking about grieving. Um, because COVID, we all lost something. It wasn't just family. It was your job. It was your dreams, your plans, like whatever mm. you had you know, in mind for your your future, that was kind of ripped apart with COVID. Right. So you we that, really don't. It, it, excuse me, Mika. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that when I when I when I last talked to you guys, I didn't pick up on it before, but I kind of picked up on it now. Is like how you guys set up your your project. This is like in both of y'all wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Like um, even even with both of y'all schooling, like a lot of times people yeah. will start. A lot of us will start projects, and it might not have anything to do with what we want the secondary school mm-hmm. for, right. or um, it might be like a dream or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like if if an individual is uh, at a crossroads in their career, and they come into Mika, and they don't really know Drea. And, and and Mika could kind of identify like, oh, it's not the career that they're having it's a problem. With. It's might mm-hmm. more more of a, like a spirituality and a mental yep. block. Dre, I need your help. Step yep. in. This is your area of expertise. Right. So, you know, yeah. when when a young lady comes in, younger or old, comes into you guys careerless, you guys can kind of assess the person and be like, you know what. Maybe this one, maybe you should work with this person a little bit more because mm-hmm. their strength is in the area where, or their weakness is in the area where your strength is at, and so forth and so on. Right. I didn't even pick up on it before. I don't know why, you know, <laughs> my listen, my listening yeah. skills might have been better over the last couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, definitely. And a lot of our ladies, they kind of gravitate towards us. Like I first cohort, the majority of the women. I'm gravitating towards me. And I was like, listen, Drea, like, I don't know what's happening, but all the women are coming to me. And then the second cohort, they all of them gravitated towards um, Drea. And she was like, freaking out, like, wait, why is everyone calling me? Right. Like, you know, so it kind of naturally happens. Um, the ladies, yeah. And we kind of all vibe really well. And Drea and I, we, compliment each other a lot mm-hmm. you know like with the career the life even just our skill sets right and we actually grew in the process of doing this project and it taught us a lot about ourselves <laughs> you know like after the second cohort we're like oh 
we need to hey, hey, Mika, shut I know, it down. Um, <laughs> Mika, I know that you know me. Me and Dre has, has has been in contact all throughout COVID, mm-hmm. and it's like for a certain group of people, COVID has kind of like fine tuned their skill set. Mm-hmm. How 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 would you say, Mika? Since the last time we had you on the show, I think it was right before COVID, or right yep. around the time mm-hmm. that we discussed it. How would you say, like, okay, do you, do you think that you've grown personally since COVID and professionally, or either or? Oh God, um, yes, <laughs> on both ends. Um, professionally wise, I really kind of know who my client is, who I want to um, coach, who I want to be engaged with. Also in COVID, it kind of just reminds you to be grateful of what you do have. And like knowing that I had skills that people actually really needed and like being confident in myself to step outside my box and get involved was important. And then not only do we each have our own individual businesses, like I work part-time for a nonprofit and we kind of pivot towards making sure people had their basic needs, like rental assistance, food. And trust me, like every day or every week, Dre was like, oh, my God, what is happening? Because I was flipping out. Like, I didn't sign up for this. Um, but <laughs> like, what do you mean I have to carry 25-pound bag with the rice? You know, so... <laughs> so for me, I definitely grew a lot, you know, professionally and like just like even with my relationships um personally, you know, communicating more with family and friends, you know, checking in on them, being more intentional about my relationships with people. Um so that yeah. Yeah, you definitely know, it's, 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 it's funny because um I did I did some work with uh, one of the food banks year ago, years ago before covid and all the stuff and 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 you guys would be like a a multi prong thing when you when you try to get <laughs> services even mm-hmm. even even for the people that may uh, had to get on public assistance correct you would go to a person like Drea mm-hmm. first yep um you know they'll check see where you at mentally and then all this stuff and then you'll go like okay we're gonna give you a certain amount of money we might even be able to give you some vouchers mm-hmm. might give you some rental assistance but now you got to go to Mika to get back on your feet mm-hmm. to get you to get Correct. you geared because a lot of times um and, and Andrea I want you to speak to this when we go through changes in our life uh, uh career wise family wise COVID, which is a pandemic, our mental mm-hmm. uh, Ooh, gets yeah. uh, gets gets uh, tested. Uh, so a person has to come to Drea and 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 mm-hmm. Drea, this is your skill set. Where, where are uh, are you with COVID? I mean, I know uh, on a personal level that you are like super energy is there. <laughs> you loving your students at Tuskegee. Um, yes. How how is this with the career list? How's it the, how's it going for you? Like, is it extra energy now? It's more enthusiasm. Talk to me about I mean, that. Like, I felt better because you know, like I, even though 
we was doing careers project. I was going through my own personal things, um, you know, at home. And, that, you know, God has a way of, like, cleaning up house, okay, honey? Mm-hmm. God has a way of cleaning up house. So that happened. And so I ended up getting my, you know, being a professor at Tuskegee at the same time, too. So, you know, I could definitely say as far as with um, with my own personal business, with my own coaching business, I had a, I was busy and I was like inundated with so many women who was just dealing with the grief process. Um, probably a lot of your audience don't know. I worked as a hospice social worker for a few years and I really enjoyed that piece. I know people are like, oh my God, that's more of it. We had tapped into like how to, you know, what grief look like and what loss look like. And it's not just about a job or a relationship. But how can you allow your um your family members to transition in a peaceful way? And I think people were just so like scattered when COVID had hit because it's like, what is this a, a pandemic? Um, so you know, I have really was able to cope and help other people, and I felt like that was part of like my purpose that season um, to help folks. Um, as far as a professional wise, like I felt like man, I had really tapped into my skill set of being an mm-hmm. educator, and I love educating. Mm-hmm. I rather educate and facilitate and like mold the young social workers' minds than me being a nonprofit. I paid my, mm-hmm. I paid my dues. Now I'm paying my dues in academia, and I get and still like my skill sets. And you know, even with my students, seeing them grow and seeing them just even be resilient because you're talking about young people who can't hang out with their friends anymore. They're in different places. I so, got, you know, I got, a, I got a question. I had a question from somebody on Facebook. I don't know who it is. I don't know. I don't know how to take this question. Wow. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> said, I, 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 I need you. The person that asked the question, I need you some clarity. How do you? How do you deal with the cleaning of the house, and how are you handling how that looks? Uh, that, that's for Dre. I know this isn't for Mika. I think that might be more of a spiritual thing, Dre. <laughs> spiritual question well you know i'm gonna be honest with y'all like last year with covid my spirituality has definitely i tapped all the way in with spirituality and sometimes when you tap all the way in god or whoever you believe in your higher power source is going to clean your house for you especially when there's blockage that people you wear your course with people and as much as you want to hold on and i haven't i heard this before as much as you want to hold on, you have to let go, especially mm-hmm. your growth, your 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 mental growth, your physical growth, your spiritual growth. You have to let those folks go. So that's how I handle it. And also going to therapy. Therapy has helped me tremendously of uh, mm-hmm. being able to handle things um, even better. If I didn't, I feel like if I didn't have like the careers project or my my career, and I didn't go to therapy, I probably wouldn't be able to sit here with like. The therapist, the therapist going to therapy. Exactly. And so I tell my students that all the time, you need a therapist sometimes to navigate. That's why I always preach to people, like, even if you can't afford it, get an EAP program, get something to help you um, cope. Because a lot of people are not coping, hence why we see mental health on the rise. We see, um, you know, just even suicide. And I'm a suicide um, prevention um, uh, facilitator at my university. So seeing like my students, like every day I'm like, yo, y'all good? Like, do you want to kill yourself? And that's the hardest thing you have to ask. And they're like, oh my God, but you have to ask that because you just never know. Mm-hmm. Just, if you may say something wrong and that person may go kill themselves, that's going to be on your conscience. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I'm just making sure that whatever the, you know, being intuitive and whatever God's like, yo, let it go. I'm letting it go. And I'm not second guessing it. Because life is too short 
um, for me to be holding on to something that is weighing me down and that's crippling, you know, my growth and my purpose overall too. He switched to words. Dwayne said, uh, very true that the EAP program helped him. Yes. Yes. Hey, let me, let me ask you guys a question though. Cause, um, I don't think I asked you, Mika, the last okay. time. I know, I know that we, um, I'm like, <laughs> we, we, for, yeah. for those for those in the chat, I mentioned something about last year when we interviewed. Um, mm -hmm. These young ladies had the privilege of uh, going to see in person Dr. Yousef Hawkins. Mm -hmm. Drea, explain to them, everybody in the chat, who Dr. Yousef Hawkins is. So he was one of the, what they call him now, the exonerated um, five. So, you know, the central mm -hmm. five um, who, you know, pretty much, I always say he had the faith of a mustard seed to hold on. Yes support um you know while he was doing i don't like to say the bid but while he was doing his bid right and you know he really held on to his faith of you know i think he's um muslim and yeah. you know that helped him cope to get through his time um while being you know labeled as a sexual predator and i mean like for him to turn his life around when shamika and i went to go see him he i was like whoa i mean even like the swag, like how he came out. I know. Okay, brother, like how I'm saying, what's the um, going? Looking like, <laughs> you know, like I, was, I was just impressed by like how, you know, because a lot of times we like, yes, our, our bodies are in prison, but his mind, like mm. he kept going with his mind and his spirituality. And so that's why it's important to to blend the two, you know, because it's all interconnected. So, you know, um, just even watching him speak, it was just like, I was mind blown for him to go through that whole struggle and miss out on uh, his purpose, miss out, but not really miss out on his purpose, this just got redirected. Just miss mm -hmm. out on his like, childhood dreams and for him to be where he's at, I mean, that's resiliency one-on-one. Yeah, the, the reason the reason why I brought it up is to because um, we want to be of those people who own, who not just talk about these people when the documentary's coming out. Mm -hmm. um, we want to uphold them all the time. And I always think about them. And it's amazing how um, their documentary, everything that went on with their life, how it was politicized then and how it was politicized now. And um, mm -hmm. I just think that it's amazing that, you know, everybody always wants to be on the right side of history mm. and they'll even change history to fit their narrative because they want to seem like they're on the right side of history. And I thought that it was interesting when Drea had told me like, yo, we, we can't do the show this week. And I was like, wow, what's up? We're both going, I'm traveling up there and we're both going to go see him <laughs> because you know, Let's be honest. Most people, when they have their girls' night out, it's not going to go to no lecture to go Listen, see Doctor. It, it, it wasn't a girls' night out. It was to make it forty-day weekend, honey. So we we had to live it up and get educated too. So so yeah, let me. Ask, we went from the me, spa to getting educated. So let me ask you. Let me ask you guys a question. Who had the pen and pad? Nobody had the pen and pad when y'all was there. No, it was completely dark in the auditorium, <laughs> so you wasn't writing anything down. No, no tape recorder. No tape recorder. But I think we were just so engaged in his conversation that you like really understood where he was coming from, and you could find some personal connection to him. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we didn't. We ended up actually having dinner reservations. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we had to sneak out a little early uh, so we didn't get to meet him in person. But yeah, I think it was an amazing time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What, what, let me but we are those type of people. Like, our birthday celebrations aren't typical. It was like, all right, we're going to the spa. We're going to eat. We're going to relax. We're going to go, you know, to Royal Island College, listen to him speak. And then we're going to go to, like, yeah. Yeah, totally yeah, that's that's one of the things I know. Um, Dre probably misses a lot with not being up northeast and being south. She probably misses <laughs> like northeast. You could, you know, you could get on a train and just next thing you know, you got somebody a, a big time lecturer at any college, like at any given moment. But now she's at Tuskegee. So Mika, she probably she probably like look. With all this vaccination stuff and all this stuff going on, she probably like they want to come to Tuskegee right now. They are. So yes, I can get. That's why I can do click Zoom. Oh, okay. Um, what if Malcolm X God is speaking? Really? Look at her. So so let me ask you. So so Mika, it was it was your birthday weekend. Um, correct. correct. Beautiful beautiful birthday weekend, right? Yeah. Oh my God, it was so much. It was my fortieth. The best. So we, yeah. <laughs> so so let, let me let me ask you though, mm-hmm. when you when you guys want, do you feel like you guys are going, when you guys go on trips like that, do you guys feel like um you guys are going as clinicians, uh, lay people, oh, no. educators? No, we going I, as Shamika and Drea trying to get our own education on and relax. I think we are such caregivers and our jobs require us to give a lot. Mm-hmm. So we purposely take time to enjoy our personal selves. And like you said, if I need to shut it down, I shut it down. Like, all right, you know, my business is important to me, but I'm no good to my clients if I'm not taking care of me first. Um, so when we have our girls trip, it's for us. It's not trying, no. <laughs> I see you when I come back. Exactly. Are we gonna be clinicians and we drinking wine spritzers? Yes. <laughs> That's what we like to drink. <laughs> so, 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 so on, on any on any of the let's just say educational trips. Let's just say oh, that was when we went to Darman. Yeah. Um, North Carolina went to Darman. Yeah. Who was there? Um, I have spoke at the Black um, Community Conference mm-hmm. and I got invited Shamika. I was like, just get your ticket. And so she got her ticket. And I mean, we had a blast even then. Yeah. Mika, 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 when you saw her speaking, what were you saying to herself? That's my partner up there. She knows you up there. I think we truly each other own so much. It's just like, girl, I got you. I'm going to record you. You need to promote yourself and let's celebrate. Um, I'm, I'm a- I'm gonna ask you yeah. guys a question. I know I, I know I asked both of y'all individually about uh-huh. COVID. So do you think that with the COVID, right? And every majority of stuff had to be virtual, like you couldn't just jump on a plane like y'all used to, as you know, you you, you planning it, but you just can't do it. Certain states, you know, mm-hmm. got certain restrictions. Do you feel like the career list actually got better? Like y'all really like I know individually both of y'all said y'all stepped y'all game up, but collectively do y'all feel like, yo, it's even better than we expected? I, I, it's yes and no. Um, For me, I personally think um, the fact that we cared enough to impact our our sisters, you know, and offer a program for free, um, it encouraged them to get engaged. But when we pivot and say, hey, all right, we get two cohorts, 
you know, of free services, our time, our energy. Now it's time, like, we're putting a fee on this because it's worth it. That's when people are hesitant because no mm-hmm. one wants to, I don't want to say no one wants to, it takes a lot to encourage people to invest in themselves, like, holistically into their life and their career. They don't see that as more valuable. So with us right now, we're even trying to pivot and figure out how can we continue the career, the creative step project in a different manner. Like, are we doing monthly workshops? Are we going to do cohorts? Are we going to reach out to different organizations and offer our services to them? So I want to say for the career, the career step project, it it picked up because we cared. You know, and we wanted to see our sisters successful and we knew how it felt to lose something that we were passionate about or lose our jobs or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I know I know one of the things I remember when Dre had first posted it, and I'm like, you know, and this is this is my own preconceived nutman stuff that goes on in my head. <laughs> when you get the wrong bird, you get the bird that says telling you some other stuff. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, she got a project about women, right? And I'm like, how does this work? And I know her a little bit. And I'm like, this woman is so pro-nuclear family. Like she loved men. See, because a lot no, of times- No, that was our, when I goes to, to really focus on our black men. You and know, this is for people in the chat. Yeah. This is for people in the chat that a lot of times when we see groups and organizations and things that's empowering women, the first mm-hmm. thing is the th- first thing we say sometimes, because you know, we we got stuff going on. The first thing you say, mm-hmm. oh, they just gonna be bashing brothers. That's oh, all they gonna be doing is bash. So I'm looking at the thing like, no, not Dre. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she can't do that. Like she would never do that. I'm like, something no. ain't right. No, so we're just, talking about grieving, right? Like self care. Yeah, like we're talk about like, oh, we gonna blast black men. First of all, I wouldn't participate in that because I'm not a feminist. No, um, exactly. I do, love, I do love the black family. I do love black love. Um, but we was like, yo, brothers, come through. Like, and if, even if people in your audience that are brothers, give us some tips on how we can market to you guys because y'all need mm-hmm. help too. Let's be honest, like y'all need right. assistance. We have so many different programs for women, but if we would, it, you know, like healing, um, coaching is not just designated for women. Like right. men right. also need the healing and coaching and career transitioning. And I don't see a lot of programs for you all. So, you know, if y'all got some tips, like help y'all out, help us out. Because seriously, not- like my male client, my men client, like their wives or their girlfriends refer them to me. They don't come directly to me. I usually get the wife, the girlfriend, and hey, I tried to help him. He ain't listening anymore. Uh-huh. Let me pull in Shamika. Like, I don't get guys really coming to say, hey, I need coaching. I need right. guidance with my career or whatever it may be. It's very rare that I get that. I think it's, I think it's, um, you know, I can't speak for all men. And I know it may sound crazy that it's just it's, it's men because I think all people go through what they go through. But I think it's a matter of um, maturation. A man has to be at a certain point in his life where he he can identify certain issues that he needs to probably need help or need assistance with, and he's got to be willing to do it. He can't. Uh, one one thing about men is that, a, in my opinion, a woman could say to her girlfriend, "I see certain things in you. Maybe you should go get help." Um, 
I don't think a man would take too kindly from another man telling him to go get help. I think mm-hmm. it would. I think it would be more of, yo, bro. I th- I think I need help, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. he can then he can volunteer his advice. Oh, but okay. for him to just come out and say like, yo, you, you need to, you need to go get checked up on. He might he might be offended and might and might look at him and might look at him and be like what, what you mean what what you mean mm-hmm. you know if mm-hmm. because and and Dwayne agree with me because right. I know I know if if I was to go to him and uh, Craig and be like yo man I, I you know I think I might need to sit down at the couch I know both of them would encourage me to do that uh-huh. but I don't think both of them would tell me that when I start my you know and I haven't been there to. To, to to say that I need to sit down, but mm-hmm. if I if I was to be talking crazy, I don't think they would think it was as serious as it may be, mm-hmm. um, unless I volunteered like, "Yo, man, I, I think something wrong with me." Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a, you know, the men with their ego. Um, you know, I know a lot of <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people in the chat may think this is crazy. Men have very strong egos, but they're fragile. Yes. Yes. Oh, we know that. Yes. Agreed. They're fragile, very, and and, yeah. and we and we, and we know who could break them, right? We can. <laughs> yes, we have that power. Yes, we do. <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. That's another. That's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to get us in trouble? Mm-mm, not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> So, so tell us, you know, I know that this has been, um, I call it, they say it, Women's Month. So this is why I wanted to bring you guys on. You know, you guys could come mm-hmm. on, let's talk anytime you want. But have you guys done anything different for Women's Month? Yes, our journaling um, workshop, we're actually, yeah. So that's coming up next Thursday. Next Thursday. We're going to be, yeah. Um, I've always been like someone who communicates better through writing and like, you know, letting go of things through like a journal or something like that. And I had stopped for a while. And I know for Drea personally, she recently started that journaling for healing. Um, and with that encouragement, like that sisterhood, you know, we encourage each other when we see one of us is like, you know, going left. I'm like, hey girl, or mm-hmm. she'll be like, advise me on something. So I think we just naturally be yeah, off cause, each other. Yeah, because Mika, yeah. when 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 Dre sent me the text about last week, right? Uh huh. She would not come on without you. I didn't try to encourage her. <laughs> I didn't try to I encourage know. her to come on, but she she was I like know. she was like, no, we got to cancel. <laughs> yeah, it, I wasn't it was, feeling well whatsoever. Yeah. It was. It, it actually was. It turned out to be interesting because I I worked the next day. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I probably would have been. You know, I didn't yawn once already during the show. I probably would have been yawning even more. <laughs> I mean, I always tell people, um, I can stay up at night and I can stay up late at night, but I just can't recover like I used to. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, no. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. <sighs> Mm-hmm. Find myself being the big, the best nap taker in the world in a, in a minute. <laughs> oh yeah, my come on now. I'm, pandemic hit. I'm like naps. You know, I have to. Have think, my I nap need every to day. think I might need to move with eight day practice a siesta somewhere. Because yes, I don't know how we're gonna go back to like that eight hour work day. This is not gonna happen. I don't think we're going back. No. Mm-mm. 
but yeah, so anyway, we have our journaling workshop. Trey, you want to talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, so we have our journal workshop, which is wow, the response was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're gonna do. We didn't think about it for women's month, we were just planning yeah. out activities like, all right, this yeah. month, we're gonna do this, this month, we're gonna do that. Um, so you know, we're going to like teach women how to journal. Um, I've been back journaling consistently since November. I even, um, even my students in my interpersonal skills lab. I have them journal too, and they have to turn turn look like they watching turning y'all to journal articles. <laughs> um, so you know that's important because a lot of times we forget about self expressive therapy. That's mm-hmm. part of therapy too is self expressive. Um, so we've been putting up like writing prompts because a lot of people get stuck with like, well, what do I journal about? Um, you know, it could be a whole page, it could be a word, it could be an adjective. Long as you're putting the thoughts to paper and you're going back and looking at your healing process, that's very important. So, you know, we're just gonna teach women how to really journal, but it doesn't have to be women, it could be the gentlemen too. <laughs> um, because y'all need to push your thoughts on paper too. And what I encourage my students is even if you don't push your thoughts on paper, you can record your journal. Mm. Um, uh, you know whether it's an audio recording or you can visually record them so that's why i tell mm. my, my students to do because a lot of them i don't want to write especially if they gotta send me an apa six page paper they're like f you i'm not writing no paper i'm gonna video record it so long as you are expressing yourself um verbally and i think a lot of times we get caught up with not communicating because somewhere down the line t- someone told us that our voice wasn't valuable enough mm-hmm. and visible enough so you know that's what we have going on for um Women's Month, and we had other dope um things. So yeah, it was it last year? We did a um panel. We talked about sister friends. Oh yes, yes, friends yes, yes. And, you know, really um, you know, breaking up with a sister friend. That's tough. Mm-hmm. All black women, and we talked about you know not just yeah girl power, but like the real struggles of being yeah. in sisterhood. Yeah. That we don't talk about neither. Yeah, and sis is not always a good thing. Like, like yeah. you yeah. sis. Yeah, we want. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. um. That's a great thing, and um, I really yeah. appreciate you ladies coming on tonight. You know, and don't be a stranger to me. I mean, Mika, don't be no stranger, y'all. <laughs> well, you got, I got me out. I got one last question for you, though. I got okay. one last question for you. Okay, I'm ready. Client comes in. You consider them clients? Yeah, coaches, clients, yeah. All, 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 all over the place. I mean, in this climate, I mean, you're directing them to think about their career. Sure. But now it's like they don't know whether they want to continue in the workforce or they want to start their own business. Mm-hmm. How was that dilemma? How was that like? Are you trying yes. to guide them to a certain way? Or are you trying to get them to no, no, come, no. Up, come up with their um, own answer? I always believe that we're all creative beings and we we already have the solution to our own problems, but we just have to feel confident enough to take those steps to do what we already know we need to do. Um, so for me, I really just like how my client initially come up with their goals. What do you want to achieve through this um, through these sessions with me? Um, I'm not here to do the work. You know, I'm here to brainstorm with you to get you to come up with a plan and keep you accountable. Um, so we really just talk about our goals. That have them doing some self-discovery. What are your skills? What are your values? What's important to you? How will you leaving your job impact your family? You know, do you have a support system who can cover you 
while you're starting your business. I never recommend any of my clients to quit their jobs. No. I don't want you saying they, Shamika they, told me they, to quit they my come, job. No. They come, no. they come back, they come back, act like you're the post office. <laughs> like, like I'm unemployment. Like, no. They'll be like, I lost everything. 401k down the drain. Yes. No, no, no. We we do not encourage any of that. You know, like and like you said before, if I find that is it's not career related, I always refer them to a therapist. We have a friend who's a therapist, yeah. or I'd be like, hey Dre, this client's for you. I can't handle them. So I always do like a 30 minute consultation to make sure that we flow together, that we get along, that I can actually really help you. I don't yeah, do it. Oh, I mean, yeah. I can just, I can just imagine, um, because a, a person sometimes may not understand that when they come to, when they come to you guys and they, they want to be part of it, mm -hmm. people assume that everything is always easy. And, no. and they'll say, oh, I got to I gotta do the work. I, I'm willing to do the work. No. Well, when you're saying you're willing to do the work, now you got to pull back some layers. Yeah. Uh, when you have to pull those layers, like self-discovery by itself is difficult for everyone. It's like, who are you? What are your skills? What do you enjoy doing? You know, like I have a client right now, like we're going through that. Actually, one of my, um, I'm mentoring someone, but I'm teaching, I'm going through this process with her of trying to figure out what are your skills? What do you enjoy doing? Are you just living, you know, working to live? Or are you really living? Are you pausing to celebrate those small moments of achieving your goals? Are you just like jumping from one thing to the next? But people are, it's hard for people to look in the mirror and mm -hmm. figure out who they are and accept who they are. You know, like the good, the bad, the ugly. Like you have to understand before you can even go to switch your career. Because sometimes it's not the job, it's you. I'm it's I'm willing. I'm good. willing to. I'm willing to bet if they ever did a survey, that it's more people addicted to working than it is addicted to drugs. Exactly. Yes. And yes. and they said that work workaholism yes. is a um undervalued addiction. We yeah. overlook um yeah. that, and it's an addiction. And a lot of Americans do not take vacation. I shut it yeah. down. I don't care. I'm like, bye. No, I put some boundaries <laughs> up. Like even with my <laughs> boss, I'm like, listen. If I want to work a yes, but that's my choice. But I put boundaries up. Don't call me past at nine o'clock at night. I'm not answering my phone. I'm not answering my text. Like you can email me. It's funny, yeah. right? Because I'm I'm actually like not not on call for my job for the weekend, but I wanted to work for the week. And I said to myself, I said, watch this job call me while I'm start the show. And it's 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 kind of crazy that sometimes we will do we'll be doing one thing. And we'd be so concerned about our employment, like, mm. are they going to call me? And, and that trying to be funny. If they call, they can leave a voicemail, and yeah. I'll turn the call back. Exactly. exactly. And that's why you have oh, to we have that boundaries. way. Yeah, you have to have boundaries. Yeah. I mean, especially being in education, like, you get emails all the time. And, like, even your students email. One of my students called me, asked me, where you been at? I haven't talked to you. Ma'am, you a whole graduating senior. I, I'm not checking <laughs> for you. <laughs> it's true though. You definitely have to have that language. Mika, you hit a professor. You hit a professor. I was an instructor for a while too. Yeah. Those boundaries are so important. Yes. And you and you have to know that's only for your mental health. Like, such if you're in a job that you're giving so much of yourself to people, like you have to have those boundaries. You have to take care of yourself because otherwise you're gonna burn out. 
Well, I could, well, I'll definitely say this. I, I really appreciate you guys joining the show tonight. Um, and I could tell that Mika in the last year has definitely watched a couple shows because no, no, no. like she, she is super <laughs> comfortable talking to me now. For some reason, the last show, Dre did all the talking, and Mika was sitting I'm there like, like yeah. this dude, like, why you got me on and, the show? And I'm, and I'm like, and I'm like, Dre, why she ain't talking? He's like, oh, she, she got to get to know you first. So I'm glad you guys came on because we finally got a chance to hear the voice. Um, I would see the post and all this, and I'm like, yo, you know, she got to have a voice doing what she's doing. You know, so listen. Yes, I'm not mute. I'm not mute. I promise. I appreciate you young ladies and I honor you and um thank you for all that you're doing to make the world a better place. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have a great weekend and thank you everybody in the chat for joining us. Any final thoughts, Mika or Drea? Oh I'm like, oh goodness. Definitely um support us, like check out our websites, um, join our groups. It's for everyone, you know, like yeah, I focus is black woman, but we do not turn anyone away. So if you want to join in, please do. And Drea? And if yes. you're in the chat, don't be trying to look at Drea's vision board back there. I don't have my vision board back oh, there. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, just, I have books. And we have merchandise too. We have journals. Mm -hmm. We have stickers. We have buttons. And also too, um, Shamika and I, we do um, both collectively. You'll get two coaches for one. So if you need individual coaching from both of us, we also do that as well. So we're inclusive when it comes to that. Um, even if you want to donate, you know, we're open to accepting donations at www.careersproject.com and follow us on Facebook and on IG. And that's, um, that's, that's it. Mika, Mika, I'm going to remind you to tag me to the post because someone else doesn't do that. <laughs> with, that with that, everybody have a blessed night. Stay safe and I have got a great you. weekend. Bye. <laughs>